nice quick addition to the beginning of my podcast to say if you wanted to read along with some of the resources I'm going to mention in today's episode and please check out my website which is www.breastfeedingbeyondbabyhood.weebly.com and on there are lots of resources there are some resources I mentioned during this podcast and I forgot the stats and things so you can find them on that and if you're a health professional and you're listening to this episode and you want to kind of um enhance your learning I've done a bit of a kind of a guided read reflection thing to go alongside of this um and if you're a parent and you listen to this and it brings up lots of questions for you um, or for anyone listening to this, then please do um, check out in the hopefully in the show notes. I'll have all the links as well. It'll be quite long, and it'll probably look better on my website. So um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's quite long. Go grab a cup of tea and um, enjoy. Hello, I'm Tessa, and welcome to my podcast, Breastfeeding Beyond Babyhood. This is about the seventeenth time I've tried to record this podcast this evening because I'm tired. Um, but my kids are giving me no time to record it, so. Needs must. I hope that I sound as lovely as normal, as I'm told by people that I sound on the phone, on the phone, on the podcast. Um, and I'm hope I hope that I speak clearly enough for you, for you to understand me. My voice is a bit hoarse. So today's podcast is going to be about why the sponsorship of breastfeeding support matters. So that is, um, you know, events, people, healthcare professionals you name it, why it matters. Um, I should probably say that I have no sponsorship. Um, I am doing this as a hobby on my phone whilst my kids are asleep because I like to talk about breastfeeding and I want to share good information about it. Um, There is no one paying me to do it and as much as I would love somebody to pay me to do it because I could buy more books to talk about breastfeeding more, um, there is no one paying me to do it. So that's my sponsorship disclaimer out of the way um i've written many 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 notes um about this subject it's quite close to my heart it's something that i didn't think was a thing uh, even when it really was a thing in my professional life and as i've become a mum i've kind of realized how it really is a bit of a problem um and I want to share with you why it's a bit of a problem, I suppose. I've got three topics written down on a piece of paper in front of me. I've got um, the WHO code, the bias issue, and then I've got three big pound signs, um, which you could translate into whichever currency your country uses. Um, in the UK, it's pound signs. So, I guess we should start with the context of sponsorship of breastfeeding support so this wouldn't always have been a thing and you know 300 years ago women just fed their babies and they fed their toddlers and they fed other people's babies and wet nurses existed um and there's a whole other thing about all of that but that's not what we're talking about today um and then along came some men who said uh, you know, this is actually how you're supposed to do it. You should feed them every three hours. You should feed them every four hours. You should do this, da 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 da, and kind of it declined from there. Um, the women just kind of supporting women and knowing. Um, everyone knew a bit about breastfeeding because it was just how we fed our babies. And then formula was invented by a rather clever guy, and um, babies who weren't for whatever reason able to breastfeed had something that saved their lives 
It was fantastic, and I'm not against formula. Its existence at all. It's a very important life-saving substance when breast milk is not available. But breastfeeding and breast milk is the norm, and that's um, the standpoint that I come from. So, uh, where did we get to? We got to formula companies appear, and it is sold for profit by companies who make a profit, and. That's not so good because a profit-making company wants to make profit and the ways in which profit-making companies do these things is underhand. There is lots and lots about the tactics of formula companies um, through a great organisation called Baby Milk Action if you're interested in in things like the Nestle boycott and some of the things they may or may not be doing in different countries. Um, please go check them out. I'm not going to go into to those things there's lots of things that may or may not be true that are said hi hello hello you woken up oh dear hi and we have a we have a guest hi you have a guest yeah we're gonna talk about this uh, hi he's got lots to say about the code <laughs> hi should we pause it here? I don't think people want to listen to you and me. Uh-huh. Dive. Hello, so my kids did not want me to talk or tell you about the Who Code, so I had to stop, but today's a new day. So I'll tell you a little bit about Baby Milk Action before we get interrupted. They're amazing. Please go visit their website. So much important information is on their website. But I'm going to tell you a bit next about the Who Code um, and what it is. If you've never heard about it before, I have in front of me a really uh, helpful kind of lead through what it is. And I'm just going to read it out to you. Um, it is goes like this. Uh, what is meant by the code? Um, and the code refers to an international recommendation drawn up by the World Health Organization and UNICEF and was adopted by the World Health Assembly in 1981. What is the aim of the code? The code seeks to protect and promote breastfeeding by eliminating inappropriate marketing and distribution of breast milk substitutes. Why is there such a code, you might be wondering. It was recognised internationally that commercial promotion of infant feeding products has a negative impact on the prevalence and duration of breastfeeding. The code was adopted to end marketing practices that interfere with breastfeeding. Who voted for the code? Of the 119 countries attending the World Health Assembly in 1981, all but one, the USA, voted in favour of the recommendation. Um, what is covered by the code? All products that are marketed to substitute for breast milk. These include formula, other milks, infant foods and juices. Who's responsible for it? That would be the manufacturers and distributors of... Um, uh, is on the manufacturers and distributors to conform to the provisions of the code. So that's the people making the formula. Um, and is there... Uh, anyway, how does one assess whether the promotional practice is contrary to the intervention of the code? The cardinal rule is to ask whether or not it tends to discourage or undermine breastfeeding. So, this is the crux of what a lot of the stuff you will see um, that's kind of branded around as anti-formula is, is about. Um, and it gener generally, it's not actually anti-formula, it's anti-formula anti-profit making companies tactics and the effect that that has on breastfeeding so 
um, under under this code, lots of things have been uh, prohibited, um, but there are lots of things that kind of these companies have worked out how to do to get around the back door, and they're just kind of considered normal everyday practices. And when I was working, I had many stories from many different members of staff, nurses, doctors, um, allied health professionals, who just you know it's just the norm. There's just, you know, all the, the, the reps coming in today and we're having a free lunch. Yay! Um, these are just the normal things and you go to a conference and you get all the free pens because if you're a healthcare professional, pens are really hard to keep hold of. Um, if you work in a joint environment, people walk off with your pens all the time. So they're like candy to nurses. Give me a pen. Um, you know, you, they take them. And, and why does that matter? I'll tell you why that matters. Uh, like there are many reasons why but my main reason is why to divert you slightly into advertising um so good advertising uh, if that's your aim is going to be something you're going to remember for a really long time um and i don't know about you but like loads of us will judge a book by its cover we'll maybe buy our car because we like the advert we saw on television or we had a song on the radio and it you know makes us feel good we are really influenced by these things and things people say to us and things we see um, and if life decisions are made on the basis of some advertising that's kind of important so when those life decisions are influenced by a company that's trying to make a profit and that involves a baby this is where I start to feel a bit funny about it so I myself and my mum I have children and recently went to an appointment for my one of my children and we came home with some information written for us and I'm going to share a picture of it as it's probably going to be the um, picture for for this podcast actually and this is my real life piece of paper and on it is the details of the dietitian we were seeing and at the very bottom of it is the formula company that sponsored that pad that she gave us to and that was really undermining of our relationship um it tells me as a breastfeeding mum that this service isn't for breastfeeding mums that this health professional doesn't believe in breastfeeding um in that same environment there was a poster on the wall for a inclusion in a clinical study which totally should not have been there neither should this post-it notes have been there according to the who code um Again, this tells me that the parents that come here are not breastfeeding. They are all formula feeding. And they may well generally be formula feeding, and that's okay. But to have something branded by a profit-making company plastered everywhere is not appropriate in a hospital setting. Um, I questioned it, and I was told, oh, well, you know. So this is a person who does not understand why this matters. Um, and, you know, before I had children, I probably would have been one of those two. I probably didn't really care. Um, I know people whose inductions into neonatal units involved um, formula reps telling them how breastfeeding works. Um, and can you just take a moment to, to think about the implications of that? Um, you know, many years ago, depending on how old you are, you might remember these times. I don't know who's listening. It'd be lovely if you're listening. Say hi. Um, so I can get an idea of who is listening. But 
you know, cigarettes, smoking. There were posters that were kind of brandished around and saying it's good for your health and, you know, you're irresponsible if you're not smoking. Um, and later on there was research that backed it up and, you know, similar things happened with um, formula and, you know, this is why the code came along to, to stop these ridiculous claims. And if your healthcare professional fundamentally thinks that breast milk is, um, you know, nice if you can do it, but, you know, whatever. Formula's there if you can't. Um, that's not very helpful or encouraging to a mum that's in front of them that desperately wants to make breastfeeding work. And many breastfeeding problems have a breastfeeding solution. And if the place where that healthcare professional has come from includes... Um, the rather pervasive education from a different standpoint I kind of I don't think that's great it's not not the best that it could be um there are plenty of places out there if you're listening and you want education on how to support breastfeeding mums well um there, there really are lots of other avenues um if you're a GP there's a GP infant feeding network they're amazing I talked about them in my first podcast um if you're interested in the politics of breastfeeding there is an amazing book but called why the politics of breastfeeding matter by Gabrielle Palmer and she's just kind of done this new version with a new name the old the old book um I say the old book only because it's older than me but um was published in 1980 and um you know it's still going she wanted to get everyone to know what kind of these tactics that these companies are doing some of the awful things that have gone in, on in countries allegedly um and that's an amazing book i'll put a link up to that as well but where were we talking we're kind of talking around the subject subject we're talking about the code why it matters the bias of healthcare professionals um so when i ask some of the people i work with you know i'm going to do this podcast like what do you want what do you want me to say about it what what, what does it mean to you um people talked about kind of the the way that it's just normal um but it's also other people who maybe know a bit more maybe they're breastfeeding mums talk about it being insidious it's just everywhere um in some areas you literally are uh, i don't know you have your hands behind your back you're tied some of the only like maybe the best person or place to go and access this training that you need to do your job better to do better by your patients might be provided by um, a formula company or it might be sponsored by a formula company or maybe it's got nothing to do with them but they offer a bursary so that you could go to it um, and the NHS is cash strapped we all know that and in the middle of the NHS there are real human beings who want to do the best by their patients and I know that um internal dilemma i'm i'm you know i find my books on ebay i literally squeeze every penny out of my budget so that i can afford to do this because i think it's important that breastfeeding mums are supported by people who know about breastfeeding um and if somebody approached me tomorrow and said look have all this money you know don't worry about your exam fee 600 pounds or whatever i'll pay for it um god that would be really tempting but i would have to look into them who are you why do you want to pay my exam fee are you really a, a formula company in disguise um and someone was telling me about how um 
you know, these reps, they're not allowed to come in and schmooze people anymore in the way that they used to with their free lunches and whatever. But they might kind of, you know, offer to, what's the word, kind of mental you, keep coming, get in contact with you, let's go up for lunch. <laughs> oh, they still, these are like network marketing tools that would be fine. I think, I don't think I have a problem with the tools in themselves other than the way that it is undermining that help professionals ability to be impartial or even to be pro breastfeeding um it's the norm it's what we should do the, our species kind of evolved this way for a reason um and we are beginning to see the effects of um people not breastfeeding generations on and if you ever followed any of maureen minchin's work she tells us that we probably need to get back breastfeeding and it's going to take us generations to undo the damage um done by the deviation from what our human bodies expect um, when they're born so we've talked a bit about the bias the code and then i've got the pound sign so um if you've been online you've been following these kind of issues you might have seen and i'm dragging i can't remember where i've seen it but i saw a statistic and it was the amount that formula companies spend per head on um, advertising versus the amount that the NHS spend on breastfeeding support per person. And we were talking pounds and pence. Um, and I was just like, that, that's just ridiculous. It's not fair. Um, if these companies weren't spending so much money, they spend so much money in trying to get their brand into your brain, um, imagine how much cheaper formula would be for the people for whom breastfeeding didn't happen or they were not supported enough or their babies need specialist formula imagine how much cheaper that milk would be for them if they didn't spend all their money trying to get their names in our brains um, it would save money for the NHS too if more people breastfed because we know that when you don't breastfeed, you are your you and your baby are more likely to um, have various things. Um, there's more ear infections for small children and more tummy kind of tummy infections. I think my brain's a bit tired. Not not talking the right words anymore. So, I think we are wrapping up to the end of. Hopefully, I've explained to you why it matters where your money comes from um, and I want to end with the last with a story I saw well there were two bits I probably should put them in the beginning I probably have to edit all of this but um if you've heard of Dr Amy Brown she's written two books she is a doctor she is um quite big in the breastfeeding world right now and she um posted online so this is all in the public sphere about being approached by a company who said uh we'd really love to work with you we want to collaborate with you doing amazing stuff um you know can you can you do this blog piece with us and she was like um okay carried on reading and they were like you wouldn't actually have to write anything um you know we'll just put your name at the bottom of it um that'd be amazing and i don't know if she responded or not but it turned out when she got to the bottom of the email or some other emails went through 
that um actually she probably never responded to them knowing amy brown um it turned out that it was actually a company that were part of a formula company and what would happen if she put her name against something she didn't write well firstly if she didn't write it she wouldn't have had any control over what they said it could have been complete rubbish so that's a problem the other problem is if she put her name against this and then of the company said oh this is hers and it was a load of rubbish her reputation would be down the pan in an incident there'd be a big scandal her reputation her career would be completely ruined but that formula company's name would be all over the press and for a company that's international it's probably you know i've had sayings like no no press is bad press I, I think that kind of works for, you know, like a huge national, international brand. But when you are a person who is known for what you say and what you do, this is damning. Um, also in the news recently, the Royal College of Paediatrics and Child Health were in the news for their first international conference. And it was going to be in Egypt. Um and they received a bit of flack for the fact that they were being sponsored by a formula company. Um, first, they released a statement saying, you know, we have this process of due diligence and this meets it. It's all going to be fine. Don't worry about it. Um, and a lot of people signed a petition and wrote letters and said, no, this really actually is awful. You need to rethink this. And they have since released a new statement saying that they are reviewing all of their sponsorship agreements and funding agreements um which is good it's a, a big step however if you subscribe to any uh you know healthcare journal um even if you're not one and you just kind of could flick through one you would probably be a bit surprised about the things that are in there um you won't see very much about breastfeeding because it's all marketing here's my product here's my special milk here's this um you know if you're patient with that there's this problem you know try this breastfeeding product that i can sell you um and if you remember i said earlier most breastfeeding problems have a breastfeeding answer um it's it's kind of everywhere um yeah i could i could divert to talk about the bounty packs and the advertising that poor pregnant mums sign up to thinking that they're going to get their freebies and how amazing that is um you'll notice you won't find in the uk at least you won't find any sample free samples of formula which some parents are like but that's what i really wanted um that's that's not allowed under the code but they will will get you in with samples of i don't know their nipple cream or something that they make instead they um they know how to get their brand in your brain and that's a problem. I'm hoping I've explained to you why that's a problem. Um, and if you want to know any more, please do check out Baby Milk Action, a book by Gabrielle Palmer, The Politics of Breastfeeding, um, or the shorter version. It's a little Pinter and Martin one, which is really nice. Um, which is, I told you the name of that. And, um, I will post some links to some of the things I've talked about. And if this has been interesting, please get in touch. Um, if you really had an issue with what I've said, then also please get in touch. I'd love to talk more. Um, I'm here to listen. I'm here to learn. If you think that it's different, let's talk about it. Thanks for listening. Bye.